BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hi, besties. Welcome to or welcome back to Try Not To Care. If you're new here, hello. My name is Ashley. I'm so happy to have you. So if you listened to last episode or if you follow me on TikTok, you might know that I'm doing 75 hard, which is this challenge where I have to do two workouts a day, drink a gallon of water, read 10 pages of a book. I have to follow a diet. I say diet very loosely because I hate diets. I'm literally just not eating out or eating fast food throughout the week. The reason I started doing 75 hard wasn't because I wanted to lose weight or look a certain way. I started the challenge because I found myself falling back into really bad destructive patterns. It came to a point where I realized that if I want to feel better, I need to actually do things to make myself feel better. Through 75 Hard and through trying to become a better version of myself and feel better, I've learned to incorporate little things throughout my day to make me feel better and make my life more enjoyable. Obviously, you've already read the title of this episode. Today, we're talking about things I've been doing to make life more enjoyable. And this is one of those episodes where I have a long list of things, but I'm only going to share a few. But if you do like this episode, if it does help you in some way, definitely let me know and I can do a part two. But without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Number one is going to be one of those things that you roll your eyes at. But the first thing that I've been doing is looking for the good in every person and every situation. Everyone is guilty of talking shit, complaining, venting to your friend. We all do it because when we do it, it relieves tension We feel like we have to get it out like it's weighing on us because no one wants to hold on to negativity. But if you actually think about how you feel after you talk about whatever is bothering you, more times than not, you feel like shit. Typically, talking negatively about yourself, about a person, about a thing, a situation doesn't feel good. But the reason we do it is because it becomes a habit. Once you start, it's really hard to stop. People develop a habit of complaining to vent frustrations, to seek attention, to seek validation. When you feel a certain way about something or someone, especially something negative, it feels good for someone else to validate that and say, hey, I feel this way too. That person sucks or that thing sucks. You want to know that you're not just feeling this icky feeling for no reason. Someone else agrees with you. We all know when something bothers us or upsets us you know immediately when something doesn't feel good. And naturally, we want to express that discomfort to get rid of it, which is totally fine. 
But instead of jumping straight to that and only focusing on the negatives, try focusing on the positives. And you might be like, Ashley, no, I don't want to think about the positive. There is no positive. I feel like shit. Let me feel like shit. I don't want to just think positive. I'm not saying to think positive and be delusional and just start making shit up to make yourself feel better. I'm saying to literally look for the good. You could have had the worst day today. You could be sitting in your room right now, just finished crying. You stopped crying to listen to my podcast. Thank you. Appreciate that. You could be in the worst mood ever and be thinking, there is no good that came out of today. I want you for a second to look around the room. Is there a roof over your head? Are you in a cozy ass bed? Did you eat today? Did you get a text from a friend today? Did you get to drive in your car? Those are all things that are a privilege and that you should be grateful for. I know it's hard to find the good when you're feeling bad, but that's only because you're only focusing on the bad. Sometimes you do have to make an effort to bring your awareness to the good. Maybe there's someone that you really hate. You really dislike them. You hate being around them. Maybe it's your dad's new girlfriend. Not liking someone takes up so much of your energy. I don't care if they're the most annoying person you've ever met. They do not deserve to live in your head rent-free, especially if you're thinking negatively about them. I always say if you don't like someone, if they're not good for you, if they don't add value into your life, get rid of them. But that's not always realistic. Sometimes you live with them. Sometimes you work with them. So instead of spending your time around them, aggravated, annoyed, disgusted, learn how to manage being around them. Instead of nitpicking everything you hate about them or thinking about everything they did today that annoyed you, Try to think of three things you like about them or three things that someone could like about them. Maybe they're funny. Maybe they dress nice. Maybe you like their hair. The more you focus on the good things, the less you'll focus on the bad and you'll be able to tolerate them. There was this one coworker that I strongly disliked. Working with her genuinely stressed me out and made me not want to go to work. It really did feel like she was making a conscious effort to make my job harder and make my day harder. It got to a point at work where when me and my other coworkers weren't around her, we were talking about her. So even when I wasn't with her, I was spending my time thinking about her. I was spending, I want to say seven to eight hours of my day feeling pissed off. Obviously, no one wants to feel bad at work. You already don't want to be at work. So to be feuding with a coworker or giving each other a hard time just isn't worth it. And it got to a point where I realized that I was being ridiculous and this had to stop. So instead of focusing on all the things I didn't like about her, I tried to think about the things that I did like or things about her that weren't so bad. I thought about how anytime she had food, she always offered if I wanted some. I thought about how she was really good with one of our students. I brought my attention to things about her I liked, like her shoes or her clothes or how she wore her hair. When I was focusing my attention on all the things I didn't like about her, I was going to work dreadful. I didn't want to be there and I was leaving work in a bad mood. But once I shifted my attention from all the negative things about her to more positive ones, I found myself not actually minding going to work. I actually enjoyed it. And you could use this idea in all areas of your life. If you had a bad day, 
instead of dwelling on all the things that went bad, make a list of everything that went well or everything that you appreciate about the day. Instead of being upset that you slept through your alarm and you didn't get to wake up when you wanted to, be grateful that you allowed your body to rest when it needed it. Maybe you burnt your toast while making breakfast, but aren't you so grateful that you had toast and you had groceries in the house? Maybe you had a shitty day, but the UPS driver who delivered your package was working today, so now you have this great package of things that you ordered and have been waiting for. I know that it's hard to acknowledge good things when you feel like shit, but I'm telling you that you are going to feel worse by focusing on the negative things. The best way to pull yourself up when you feel bad is gratitude. Gratitude is the one thing that saved me when I was at my lowest point. Once you learn to focus on the good, you'll see it makes your day and your life so much more enjoyable. Okay, kind of going off of that, number two, expecting the best out of every situation. Again, it's so easy to get into the habit of only focusing on the negatives and expecting things to just not go well, expecting things to fall through, not work out in your favor. A lot of the time when something big is happening for us, whether it's an exam or an interview, we jump to worst case scenario. In high school and in college, whenever I had an exam, I could study so hard, which I never did, but even if I did, I would always tell myself, it doesn't matter how hard you study, you're still going to choke and you're going to fail because it always happened. Whenever I had an interview, I would Google all these interview questions and I would nail all of them, but I would still be saying to myself, they're going to ask me a question and I'm not going to know the answer. I'm going to freeze. They're going to ask me something and I'm going to make a fool out of myself and they're not going to hire me. They're going to think I'm a fool, unqualified, and I'm not going to get the job. When I first started posting on TikTok, I would post a video and I would close the app and I would say to myself, you know, I really like this video, but it's too bad that it's going to flop. No one's going to watch it. No one's going to like it. And that's just the way it is. There were so many times in my life that I was let down that I just learned to believe that's how my life was. Things just don't work out for me. Some people believe that By expecting the worst possible outcome, they're prepared for when it doesn't work out. People don't want to get their hopes up and then be let down or feel embarrassed for believing that it could have worked out. People don't want to go into exam thinking, oh, I'm going to ace this and get it back and fail it. But my thing is, why aim for things to be bad when you can aim for them to be good? If you're going to fail, you're going to fail regardless. It's going to feel bad either way, whether you anticipated it or not. What bad comes from thinking positive? You're going to be let down. You're going to be let down regardless. So you might as well go into everything feeling good. In my opinion, you have a better chance at succeeding if you go into it confident and believing in yourself than going into it insecure. There's so many things in our life that are out of our control. All you can control is yourself. I just don't see the point in worrying about something or thinking something's going to go bad and stressing yourself out before it even happens. If something's going to flop, if someone's going to hurt you, if something bad 
is going to happen. It's going to happen. So why prolong the pain of it? Why prolong the stress of it? Why prolong the anxiety of it? Why sit up the night before something and worry about how it's going to be awful when it might not be awful? Why put your body through all of that stress? I want you to ask yourself an honest question. Do you want to feel bad? Do you want to worry? Do you want to think that everything isn't working out in your favor? Do you want to think that the universe or whatever you believe in is just out to get you, that everyone around you is out to get you? Because if you do feel that way, I'm sorry that you do, but I don't think you do. I don't think anyone wakes up and says, you know what? I want to feel like shit today. I can't wait for everything to go wrong. Like obviously, right? So why do we allow ourselves to bully ourselves into thinking that we don't deserve good things or good things aren't going to happen? Why aren't we telling ourselves all day, every day, that we do deserve good things? That good things are going to happen. You know why most people aren't walking around thinking that way? Why most people expect the worst? Because when you do expect good things, when you walk around saying everything works out in my favor, that you manifest good things, people call you delusional, that you're not being realistic. But what is the harm in believing that everything is working out for you? I'm not saying to expect a million dollars to be in your account tomorrow. Not saying to expect to get an insane job raise. Those things can happen. But I'm just saying to make your life more enjoyable, to not feel so worried and upset all the time, start believing, start telling yourself that little things throughout your day are going to work out. When you drive to the store, tell yourself that you're going to get the best parking spot. When you go to a restaurant, tell yourself that your meal is going to be delicious. When you go to work, tell yourself that it's going to be a good day. None of those things are far-fetched to say. It's just we're so used to driving somewhere and saying, oh, there's going to be so many people. It's going to be miserable. I hate shopping. We're so used to saying that we're going to have lousy service. I hope that they don't mess up my order. We're so used to saying, oh, I hate my job. It's going to be the worst day ever. I can't wait to go home. We're so used to saying these negative things. They're so automatic. And people validate these things because they agree and they feel the same way about their lives. But kind of like what I was saying before about shifting your focus from negative things to positive things, when you focus on good things or you expect good things to happen, you'll see that they do happen. Life isn't supposed to be hard. Not everything you do should be a test or exhaust your energy. You don't have to work yourself up before everything that you do. Moving on, number three, taking note of daily successes at the end of every night. Throughout the day, I'm so busy. I'm being productive. I'm on my phone. I'm with friends. I'm with family. I'm cooking dinner. I'm doing a million things. I don't make time to just sit and be with my thoughts. But when I'm laying in bed, the lights are off, it's quiet, that's when the wheels start turning and I start thinking and sometimes my thoughts aren't always the nicest. When I'm laying in bed at night, that is when I start overthinking and overanalyzing every single little aspect of my life, but especially everything I did or didn't do throughout the day. There's times where I tell myself the night before that I'm going to get this, this, and this done and then the day happens and I don't get any of that done and by the end of the day, I'm telling myself while I'm laying in bed that I'm a huge failure 
and I feel awful about myself and I feel awful about my life. So something that I've been doing in the last year, and you've heard me talk about this. I literally talked about it last episode. Instead of laying in bed, beating myself up over everything I didn't accomplish, I like to take note of my daily successes, even the small ones. Literally every single night while I'm laying in bed, I make a mental list of three things, at least three things that I completed. And the reason why doing this and why keeping track of your achievements makes your life more enjoyable is because it leads to enhanced motivation. When you lack motivation, you're less likely to show up in your life for yourself or for others. You're less likely to do what you need to do. You're less likely to do things that you enjoy. Because when you're lacking motivation, all you really want to do is nothing. So if you tell yourself at the end of every night, hey, maybe I didn't get to do this today, but I completed this, this, and this, you're going to have more motivation to get whatever it is that you do want to get done tomorrow or the next day. It encourages you to want to do better. The nicer you are to yourself, the more encouraging you are to yourself, the more you acknowledge your daily successes, the better your life will become. It's kind of like a plant. The more that you water it, the more it will grow and the more beautiful it'll become. Number four, making playlists. And this is not just because it's my love language. Making playlists has been something that has always brought me so much joy. And I really do think music in general can make your life so much more enjoyable. I enjoy my time a thousand percent more when I have music to listen to. Nothing is worse than getting into your car, excited to go for a drive, and having no music to listen to, no music that you're excited about listening to. When I used to work at my old job and I had to commute to work, although an hour drive sounds shitty, I was excited because I knew that I could listen to my music all the way there. I also kind of romanticized my life in a way every single time I would drive to my job. There's something about music that makes you feel like a character in a show or in a movie or in a book. Music adds meaning to your life in a way. Like think about movies or TV shows. There's always music playing in the background, especially important scenes. The music that's chosen is very particular. It adds meaning to the scene. It really amplifies the details. That's what I think music and playlists in particular can do for your life. I know that making playlists takes time. It is time consuming to curate a perfect playlist and make sure every song fits into the playlist. But there's something so special about curating a playlist for little things in your life. Like having a playlist to listen to when you wake up and make your coffee and journal and read. Having a specific playlist to clean your house to. Having a specific playlist to listen to while driving around in your car. Getting ready for a night out with your friends. I, for one, love a wide variety of music. Like for me, I don't really want to listen to Ashley Tisdale or Vanessa Hudgens or any of my 2000s music while I'm crying in the car. Like I'd much rather listen to Cardigan or My Tears Ricocheted by Taylor Swift. I'm not going to throw on Macklemore while I'm having a breakdown, but I might listen to him while I'm doing my makeup. You could be doing something like making coffee and the music that you listen to changes the whole vibe. If I wake up and throw on Beyonce to make my coffee, I'm feeling like the most powerful, 
bad bitch alive. But if I'm waking up and throwing on Phoebe Bridgers making my coffee, I'm contemplating my life. I am just a little girl in a movie scene who's mysterious, who's trying to figure out her life. Making your life feel as if you're a movie character or the main character is a fun little thing to do. Life doesn't always have to be so serious. We romanticize so many things, so many people. Why not romanticize yourself and your life? Why not make the mundane things in your life more exciting? Why not make that grocery run something more than it is? Why not make that car ride more meaningful than it is? Romanticizing your life aside, even just if you're having a bad day, you could throw on a feel-good playlist and change your mood completely. Obviously, it doesn't get rid of your problem. You still have to deal with it. But instead of weeping all day and being upset, you can uplift yourself and change the direction of your day completely just by throwing on music. Number five, giving to others without expecting to receive. I've always really liked the idea of giving to others. I am a gift giver. But there was a time where I felt that if I were to give to others, they had to give something back. And if they didn't, they were a bad friend or they were a bad person. It made me feel like they were ungrateful or that they didn't care about me or they didn't love me. With my ex-boyfriend, I was constantly giving, giving, giving emotionally and quite literally like giving him material items and I never got anything back. I would never get anything for Christmas or my birthday, nothing. I would have to beg for the bare minimum. I would have to beg for him to buy me flowers on Valentine's Day. I would have to beg for him to bring me out to dinner. I would say, hey, I bought you dinner last time. You can't buy me dinner this time. And I always expected back from him because I was giving to him. I was giving with the expectation of getting something back. I wasn't doing it because I wanted to give to him. I wasn't doing it because I wanted to make him feel good. I was doing it because I wanted him to give me something back, whether it was his emotional availability, whether it was literally flowers or a dinner or a present. I thought me giving to him, I would get it back. And when you give just to get something back, it doesn't feel nearly as good as giving just to do it, just because you want to. Once I adapted the idea of giving when I want to without the expectation of receiving, I started to enjoy it more because I didn't have any ulterior motive of doing it other than making that person happy. It wasn't for me anymore. I also learned through giving without receiving that although I might not be receiving something back from them, I'm receiving something from myself, which is happiness. It makes me happy to make others happy. And I was thinking like, why does giving make people happy? Obviously, receiving a gift feels good. I'm never going to turn away a present. Like, I love presents. But giving just feels so much better. And I was thinking, like, why does it feel so good to give? Like, what, what is it? So I researched a little in my research era. Um, there was a study done at the National Institutes of Health where they found that giving to others and having selfless behavior actually releases endorphins in the brain 
and it produces a positive feeling that they refer to as helper's high. So you literally feel high from helping others or giving to others. I feel like we're always searching for ways to feel happy. I mean, that's why we do everything to feel happy, right? We try to feel better and numb our pain with things like our phone, alcohol, drugs, parties, material things. And although those things do help temporarily, they're never permanent. Giving though is such a good and easy way to get that high but have it last. Like you're never going to feel regretful for giving to someone or doing something for someone. This is going to be the last one for this episode, but again, if you like this episode, let me know and I can definitely do a part two. But number six is being more mindful. So many of us are so caught up in our phones, other people's lives, our thoughts, our fears, our anxieties, thinking about the future, thinking about the past, and not focusing on the present. We're either so in our heads or so on our phones that we let time pass by and we let connections fade and opportunities go. There's been times where I get to the end of the day and I realize that I don't have anything to show for it. I don't remember anything because I was on autopilot almost. Like I wasn't present in my body or in the moment. Making a conscious effort to be more aware of where I am, who I'm with, what I'm doing and really immersing myself in the moment has changed my life tremendously. This was something again I spoke about last episode but I don't want to look back in a couple months in a couple years and not remember anything I did. I don't want to look back feeling like I didn't accomplish anything. I didn't make any new memories. I passed up opportunities that could have been really good. As you get older, you have a lot more independence and you really get to decide what you do with your time, which is a really great thing. But if you're not using your time wisely and you're not present, what is that time really worth? I spent so much of my adolescence wondering what it would be like to be in my 20s, what I'll be doing in my 20s when I have all this independence and I'm on my own, I can do whatever I want. And I got into my 20s and for a while, I wasn't doing anything. I and so many other people are so consumed with other people's lives that we forget to live our own. We forget to nurture the relationships in our lives. We take advantage of the moments that we'll never get back. I think back to a year ago when I was living in my old apartment. At the time, I didn't realize how important that period of my life was or would be. I didn't think that I would look back on it and miss it. Because at the time, I was just thinking about the future and how much I couldn't wait to get out of there and move into a big house. I didn't realize that I would miss my bedroom there or my bathroom there. I didn't realize that I would miss my morning routine or my morning walk in the neighborhood next to it. I didn't appreciate it because I was so focused on where I am now. I was focused on the future. I was living in my head and not in the moment. I recall so many times in my life where I felt that way and I, I catch myself sometimes now thinking too much of the past and thinking too much of the future and I have to ground myself and really pull myself back into reality and force myself to focus on right now. Sometimes our thoughts are so automatic 
that we don't realize that we're giving so much attention to one thought or living so much in our head. And it is hard sometimes to pull yourself out of it and to make yourself focus on right now, especially when maybe you're a little bored or you want your mind to wander. A lot of us have short attention spans and that's why we gravitate to our phones. A lot of us feel like we need something to stimulate us at all times and that's why we listen to music. That's why we watch shows. By no means am I saying that you have to get rid of your phone or stop watching TV or stop listening to music or to just not think at all because obviously none of that's realistic. But I think there's times where you do need to realize that the present needs your attention. With 75 hard, I have to do two workouts a day and one of those workouts normally is a walk. That is one of my times throughout the day that I make sure that I am being mindful and I'm off my phone and just immersing myself in what I'm doing. When I'm walking, I make sure to be aware of my surroundings for my safety for one, but I don't spend much time in nature. So getting out and being able to look at the trees, look at the sky, look at the ground, look if there's any animals is really important to me. I also make a conscious effort to keep my head up and if someone walks by me to smile at them, say hello, have that social interaction because that's good for me and I know that it'll make their day. It would upset me if someone walked right by me and didn't smile at me or say hello. That's rude. We might not know each other personally, but we're both human. We're both on a walk. There's no reason for us to not say hello to each other to not acknowledge each other's presence. Something that I think people need to realize is you'll never get a moment back. You can try to replicate it. You can go to the same place with the same people, wear the same outfit, eat the same things, listen to the same music, but you can never have an identical moment. That moment has come and gone. And I truly think to live your life to the fullest and experience everything that you're meant to experience, you need to be present. You need to be aware of what's going on, not only for you, but those around you because it's their experience too. I also think staying present helps avoid feeling so stressed out and so anxious about everything else going on in your life. Kind of going back to how I talked about worrying about worst case scenario, stressing yourself out before something even happens. When you're living inside of your mind and you're worrying about the past and the future, You're putting more stress on your body than it needs to be. You can't go back and change your past, so there's no point in worrying about it. And the future doesn't even exist without the present. You can't worry about something that hasn't happened yet when you're not doing anything about it currently. The present is the only real time there is. Like you're always living in the present. Once you think about the past, it's already gone. And the future can't exist without right now. If you want your life to be good, if you want to enjoy your life and be proud of your life, you need to make right now good. You need to be mindful of what you're doing, how you're reacting, what you're surrounding yourself with, and that will determine how happy or unhappy you are with your life. That was kind of a deep one to end on, something to think about, but that's where I'm going to end today's episode, besties. I hope you enjoyed it. I kind of love doing episodes like this where I list things, kind of like that episode I did where I talked about the best things in life. But you guys are the ones listening. So let me know if you guys like these episodes. If you're listening on Spotify, I'm going to add a little question under the episode and have you respond 
to things that you do that make your life enjoyable because I would love to know what you all do. If you like today's episode or you love trying not to care, make sure to rate it five stars on Spotify and Apple. It helps me out so much and I appreciate it so, 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 so much. If you want to follow me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all of that is linked in the show notes. As always, thank you so much besties for listening to today's episode. I love you so much and I will talk to you next time. Bye besties.